tuned in to The Beige Effect, coming to you from sunny Burbank, California, recorded at Media Warehouse Studios. Again, this is The Beige Effect. And here we are, people. The very first episode of The Beige Effect. I'm glad you guys stopped by and checked us out today. We got something really special for you. Um, again, this is episode one of many, so definitely stay tuned. I have a very special guest in the building with me today. She goes by Sid the Kid. Say what's up. What's up? What's <laughs> good with you, homie? Chilling, man. Chilling. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. So I see you back in L.A. Yeah, for like two weeks. For two weeks? Yeah. That's how it is for you, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the whole squad, y'all be in and out. In and out, in and out. Y'all going international, I think, pretty soon. I saw the next day it's in Japan. Japan. Um, let's see. And it's funny because I just came from here, or to here from the Japanese consulate downtown to oh, get wow. my visa. Uh, we go, I think, July 20th. July 20th. Yeah. When we go to Japan, then we do um, Australia for a little bit. And then we come back here for like a week, and then we go do like a festival tour out in Europe. Word, word, word. Yeah. Tell me about Australia, because it seemed like you <laughs> spent some time over there recently, right? Yeah, I actually went back and went on vacation. Okay, so my first time in Australia was with OF. Okay. Back when I was DJing for them. That was like 2000, I don't know, like 11, 2012. And then we just went back recently in, like, February with my band, The Internet. Right. And then uh, I loved it so much. I was like, man, my next vacation is going to be here. So I had, like, a few weeks off last month, and I booked a trip out there and spent, like, a week out there in Airbnb by myself. I took, like, a MIDI keyboard. I saw that. I yeah. saw that. I was like, oh, she's out there catching vibes. Yeah, so that's I, bought, what that is. I bought a new MacBook Pro. I put, like, Logic and Ableton on there and just went ham. Okay, I'm going to ask you a nerd <laughs> question. Okay. Do you have a preference between Logic and Ableton? Yes. Okay, well, yes and no, because I just got into Ableton. I've had Ableton for years, of course. Me like, too. everybody's had Ableton <laughs> yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. Because it comes free with most right, shit. Right. Um, but I never really got into it that much because, one, I never really tried to make beats on it like that until when I was in Australia. Okay. I would try to, like, do mixes on it for, like, when I was DJing, doing okay. a mix for, like, whoever. Right. I would try to do mixes on there because it's a lot easier I, or at least i felt like yeah no it is it's easier like you can, well, you can warp. drop the clips and stuff in there yeah and you can like warp uh the tempos on each track for right. shit which is very hard to do on logic but well, when it yeah. comes to making beats like comfort wise like logic for sure i mean i started on garage bands Oh, yeah, yeah. My, <laughs> my first doll was Reason, actually. Oh, that was my second one. And it was funny because after I installed it and shit, like, my cousin, he was the one that put me on it. That was the only software I knew at the time because I just completely started from scratch. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I had to install it and open the shit up, I was like, I called my cousin. I was like, yo, how, how, how do you make <laughs> it make music? I don't hear nothing. <laughs> Yo, that's the thing about Reason. Like, it teaches you, like, low-key random wiring stuff. Yes, yes, Which yes, I really appreciate, yes, and yes. Um, I commend them for, because, like, 
sometimes i don't know like for a nerd it's like man for logic it's too easy almost like you know, <laughs> even making sense on logic it's like you just like yeah it's a bun just doom, go doom. go to bus created the bus there, it's yeah. like you can't even create buses on the like it's weird there's no buses on logic for no reason really so yeah. it's like logic is super user-friendly and stuff but if you know what you're doing and you like really want to get a little more creative, Ableton, I feel like, might be better. See, the one thing that threw me off was from going from, I guess I went from uh, Reason to Logic, and then the one thing, the reason why I left, I was stopped fooling with Reason was because I didn't like the sequencer in the sense that you couldn't move things around while it was playing. That, that was the only thing that drove <laughs> me crazy. So when I started using the sequencer and Logic and rewiring, reason oh, in okay then it's Rewire like it was so complicated for my for me dude i did one template one time i was like okay i'm gonna do this <laughs> one time i'll do one i template. think it worked for me once in my whole life and oh then, no no it's, a, it's necessary but yeah. i don't use it all the time anymore you know yeah. so for some reason i get a kick out of making joints just with logic sound sometimes only just because it's like, damn, I made some cool shit and I just use presets. Logic has some <laughs> decent sounds now, but when I first started, oh, no, oh no, man, no, no, Reason no. was the move because Reason sounds dope knock. Sounds. Still my, the dopest sounds. Still, my bass player like uses Reason because I taught him how to make beats way back in the day when I was using Reason. Gotcha. And he just like stayed there, like he doesn't. He still he's he just, still uses yeah. It, yeah. It's about to drop nine. I don't know this, what the holdup has been, but nine is is ready. I think I missed out, out on eight. Things. I have seven. I made it up to five, homie. <laughs> At the five is when I hit when I hit reason, and then I realized that I mean I'm sorry, I hit logic, and the re, and then I figured well I'm not gonna use their sequencer. The only thing they're gonna yeah. add is sounds. So you don't even need to upgrade. All I right. only got seven because I I got it for free from like. I have the seven Connect. for free. See, but I, I, my this is, um, this is telling, but my computer's so old, it won't, it won't put seven <laughs> on it. So I'm like, oh, I think I let my homie use it. You know, what hey, I'm real talk, hey, I, I got it. Um, and what I've, what I appreciated about Reason Seven, because I think that was the one where they added, you can record like vocals. It's six, they, I think was six, six was the was first the one. one. Yes, okay, yes. yeah, that's 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 when things got interesting. Because it was like, okay, they're, they're pretty clean. I don't know. It was still a little harsh for me. Like, recording vocals into Reason was kind of weird. See, I never tried it. I yeah, never tried it. I so. tried it just on some, like, all-in-one kind of... Right. I try to make beats on Pro Tools sometimes just to, like, save a step. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of a lot of producers who do that, but they usually start it as engineers. On the MPC, usually. Or that, too. Or yeah. that, too. To me, it's like, Tools sounds great. But it's just too many extra steps. It's to get too down, many yeah. steps, and the av- like most people are not gonna know the difference. Right, right. Which is the the big thing nowadays for me, cause like I grew up kind of as a gearhead and whatnot, and then the older I get, the less I really care, because I realize nobody really notices. I they, barely they even notice. Yeah, they don't. Like the difference between like. Um, like you know how they like like there's people out there who like make fake tube techs and stuff right, like that. Like right. I don't notice the difference between the fake ones and the real ones. I'd right. be I'd be like flexing if I tried to tell you. Oh yeah, kinda. You know what I mean? <laughs> and even that kinda is like something that I might point out, but you would probably point exactly. out something completely different. Exactly. So it's exactly. it's weird, dude. I kind of stopped buying new stuff. At all. I am saving for an outboard compressor. And after that, I'm good for a minute. What are you What are you looking at? 
I don't know. I'm looking at a UA something. We have the 610 in there. It's it's, it's pretty dope. You like yeah, it? Yeah, it's a two pre and it's got the, the limiter and compressor on it. You know, my drummer has one at, at his house, I believe. And he doesn't even use it. I should tell him to bring it to my house. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I, I'm, I do apologize because we totally just got on some, okay, sorry. some geek, nerd out producer <laughs> stuff. But for all the producers out there, you know, you this, can is, appreciate this is, yeah, that. This, you can appreciate it. This is some jewels. <laughs> so what I want to kind of do is, is go back a little bit um, to familiarize, I guess, some of the audience um, with some kind of where you come from, really, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Um, some p- people who are a fan of, you, of yours, they definitely will sort of know the history, but there's going to be people out there that I'm sure they don't know the full history. Oh, yeah. More people um, than I realize. That do know it? That don't know. Oh, they don't know. Okay, I yeah, got you. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, because I feel like right now y'all, you guys are at a point where y'all are catching a whole new wave. We are, completely. and it's a blessing for sure. For, for sure, sure, for sure. I, when I was playing, I was in uh, Atlanta playing the radio about maybe about two, three weeks ago, and I heard y'all joint on the radio, and I was just like, kind of <laughs> like fist pump, and I was like, Yes. <laughs> We're yeah. bringing good music to the masses. Hey, we've been getting a lot of love from, like, soul stations. Um, and not even from them, but necessarily, but even from, like, uh, the label. Because, you know, like, labels kind of control radio. Right, Most absolutely. people don't realize. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, it's crazy how, like, you really can't do much on the radio without a label. No, of some absolutely. Sort. Whether that means you're quote-unquote independent and you have a partnership with a label f- to release something right, you know what i mean right, or right. something like it, it's interesting and we learned that after releasing our second album we didn't even realize that until two albums in on a major label that like oh uh, you can't just tell your fans to go and request them or like <laughs> right you know yeah, what i mean yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. it helps yeah it's gonna help the djs at the station know who you are but it's it's not gonna really help them play you because there's a whole system in place and it was interesting actually bringing up like my history and stuff because uh last year around i think the bt awards we me and my partner matt we went to um they have this radio room this bt radio room like they they bring a bunch of like radio stations a bunch of like urban radio stations into one big ass convention center room and they set up tables and they all have like mics, like little like stations, like radio stations okay. at a desk. Like it's, it's, dude, it's like 50 stations in this room. What? And there's just a bunch of artists walking from table to table. I saw Miguel in there. We seen the Migos in there. And it's just like all these random artists like walking through, going from table to table, sitting down and doing interviews. You do like 20 interviews at once oh okay and you know what i mean yeah, okay. it's like okay and we did that for the first time last year and everybody was in there just like so the internet so y'all are signed you just released an album on called ego uh ego death on sony columbia and they're like wait y'all on columbia how how'd y'all get on columbia you know what i mean and it's like <laughs> like they didn't don't, even know they don't know and most people don't realize like um you know, because it, it's a random thing. Like, right. if it weren't for Odd Future, mm-hmm. I would not be on Columbia. The internet would not have released music on a major label so, you know, so soon. Like, because our first album, listening to it, like, quality-wise, it doesn't... It's not up to, like, par with most, like, uh, major released... Major releases as far Sonically? as sound quality. Sonically? Yeah. And that's because I mixed it and mastered it myself when I was like 19. Like, I was going to ask you about that. Did you mix that record? I did, yeah. Okay. And, ju- and just because like 
one I could have like one at the time I was really into mixing okay. and so I really wanted to do it myself as a challenge too like like I said we we released it through Sony Columbia and every little like penny that they spend on you you owe back and at the time I was super conscious of that nowadays I don't care as much to be honest because I don't know I know I can make it back but I back then I was like man I ain't trying to spend no money on this record like I'm gonna do everything <laughs> myself I think we had it mastered somewhere else and I didn't even like the master. I ended up mastering the second album myself because I didn't like the master so, on the first. So one. did you mix the second record? Yeah. See, that's Me what and I my didn't drummer. know. That's what I didn't know. I was like, I wonder, did she mix the second record? Yeah, now, feel good. Yeah. We now, did. what about Ego Death? Though? Ego Same Death, thing? we got mixed by um, Jimmy Douglas. He's. I've heard of him. You've heard of him. Yeah. He, um, He's an older he, black guy. Older black guy yeah. with dreads. Yeah. yeah he yeah, uh, yeah. he mixed. Uh, most I think all of the Justin Timberlake albums. Yeah, he's, least, he's big. Yeah. yeah, most of them. He makes all the NERD albums. Uh, so. Well, I said I didn't know he did the NERD stuff. Yeah, which is why we went to him. I I did my research, and it was it came to a point where I realized like, okay, I want someone professional to mix our third album, because um, one, I wasn't really as into mixing when we did the third <laughs> album. I was more into like writing and creating. So I was yeah, like, I, I really don't even want to think about it. I just want to sit in the back of the room and say, no, 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 but turn up the threshold on that. You know what I mean? Right, that's yeah, that's yeah, all yeah, I need yeah, to do yeah, is yeah. like just two cents. That's Absolutely. all I wanted to add. But um, we flew out to Miami. Me, Matt, and our drummer, Chris, we flew out to Miami for like a few days and sat and mixed the record with him. Oh, that's what's up. That's Super definitely. dope. So let, again, let's go all the way back. Okay. So growing up, what were you listening to? What, was uh, it, what were your, the things that you really gravitated towards growing up? Neo Soul, really, and that's just because of my mom. My mom was always playing, like, Neo Soul in the okay. house. Um, also, a little bit of reggae. Uh, that's, like, super young age. I was listening to a lot of Usher, too, a lot of Brandy. Okay. A lot of, like, R&B. So that's kind of where the chords and those vocals kind of yeah. come into. Okay, that makes, <laughs> a, makes a lot of sense. Straight up. Straight up. Those are my first two albums was Usher My Way and Brandy's first self titled album. Got you, got you. Mm -hmm. Now something else I wanted to ask you. Um, as an artist, I know I feel like at times do you get into that to that space where when you kinda listen to your body of work or you think about your body of work, that do you always feel like your latest stuff is your best stuff? Yes. Usually. Quality wise. Now like there's songs that I've written a long time ago that I feel like, man, like that's one of the best songs I've ever written. Okay. But the recording of it might not sound as good as I wanted to now because it, it might be my voice wasn't that developed back then or okay, it might be like the mix wasn't where I wanted to be. Or, you so know. you don't go back to none of those songs and be like, yo, I'm going to go ahead and give it another spin now? Or Most of them are released already. And so at that point, it's like, no. Oh, I see what you're saying. I just like let it go and try to like make something better just in general but there are songs that i have like unreleased songs that i have from way back when i was a teenager that i'm looking at breathe uh vamping right now just one or two what about this song um smile more oh, okay tell uh, me about that song and where does it fit like i guess into what you're trying to do is this a solo record or yeah well the thing is Right now, we're in between albums with the internet. Um, my deal with Sony and Columbia is up. Ego okay. Death was our last f album that we owed them. So now we're in like a negotiation period with them 
and a couple other people. <clears throat> and in the meantime, everybody in the band is doing solo albums. I saw that. I sort of saw that. That I saw Patrick release something. Mm-hmm. He did an EP last year, and he's working on an album now, which I'm helping him write. Actually, as soon as I leave here. Um, he's at my house right now, like chilling. Word. As soon as I leave here, we're gonna write a song tonight. Meet him and Steve. Steve's also working on right. the album. I heard one of his records on SoundCloud. That was a yeah. Solo. He has a bunch dope. of stuff on SoundCloud. Check out yeah. Steve Lacey on SoundCloud. Jamil, keyboard player, he's working on a solo album as well. He also just started DJing, and um, he's already really good. Like his. <laughs> He's a Bruner brother, so he's already got this ear that's crazy. So I got you. That's exciting too. Matt's working on a solo project with some art involved because Matt's an illustrator. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, and then Chris, our drummer, he's like the the mixing head. He's like he's more of a gearhead than me a little bit. So okay. like he's working on like he's been producing a lot more lately, and so he's been just sending me random tracks to write to and see what we can do with. With it, so will those records become then internet records, or would be like no. a, just a just a pr- project for you guys? No, we're n- we're gonna release every all our solo shit on our own. Oh, so that'll be a solo for him then? Yeah. Okay. Like everybody. Exactly. Well, the stuff that Chris is making, who knows? It could be stuff that we send to my publisher, and she gets placed somewhere. You know what okay. I mean? Because okay. I don't, you know, I want to write for other people too. That's what's up. So I just been like, it started as me just honestly like taking advantage of the fact that people knew I was work uh, that I might be doing a solo project because initially I was like I might I don't really think so like "Eh, I don't really have to blah 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 and then so I started doing sessions anyway because people were like well if you are well I got some beats for you so I was like well shoot like I'll write to whatever because I I like to write okay and I want to write for other people too so I just wanted to have like material on deck and so I ended up writing like 10 11 songs that i was like yo like really in love with like yo i don't know i might have to just use these (laughs) so now i have like a now i have like a body of work i have like 11 tracks right now small more is one of them and i think i'm working i think i'm gonna release a solo project the end of the year or something Man, so how how is since you guys are a band how is that gonna work when everybody's dropping solo projects does that mean that on the at the show like people will have solo sets yes and no so we have a couple ideas and we're not really sure like what we're gonna do for sure yet but we definitely want to incorporate everybody's solo music into the internet set so we're all gonna come out together we're gonna start with an internet song we might stop after like 20 minutes and do a solo Steve song real quick. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Or same with Patrick's song, same with one of my songs maybe. And um, But what we do want as well is to have, because like for me, if I make a solo project and I release it and I perform it, I'm going to perform it with my band. Absolutely. Because they're just who I'm comfortable performing with. I'm not going to get up on stage with a DJ behind me and I'm not going to get another band. You know what I mean? Right, like right, so. Right. For me, that's what it is. For Patrick, though, Patrick just did his first solo show, what was it, a few weeks ago in Hollywood, and it was so fire. He um, he used one of the, the drummer homies, T'Challa. Okay. Um, he used uh, one of his homies on keys. The homie Dave played guitar. 
and it was sick. Like, and it made more sense with his music to have those players. I got you. You know what I mean? So we would love to eventually do something where we're on tour as the internet and we have Patrick opening for his own band. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, that's, like, that's what's up. That's what's up. So it'll be like the internet presents the internet. Maybe we'll see. Or it could just grow into a festival. Exactly. So that's we're we're testing out all thing. these ideas right now. We'll see what happens. Well, that's super dope. That's yeah. super dope. I mean, because essentially, and I stopped and thought about it, you've pretty much been earning your living off of music your whole life, pretty much, right? Because you were yeah. in high school when you kind of started. So yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I built a little studio. Yeah, built a little home studio in high school, like ninth, tenth grade or whatever, and started making money on that. But all that money just fed back into the studio. So I wasn't really, like, living or nothing. I was just making more money, buying more equipment. And then mm-hmm. got signed at 19, got, like, a big advance. Not a big advance, but, like, got an advance right. with, to a ninth, any 19. Right, yeah. I was, I was flipping. I, not in a good way. I was, like, hyperventilating. Like, I was scared because, you know. Like, in the moment where you were signing the paperwork and they were going to cut you when a When I signed it, I was fine. I got the... I got the the direct deposit like afterwards like a week <laughs> later and i had already forgot so i was like Ugh, i was waking people up what do i do <laughs> when you thought they just gave it to you for no reason no, I, well one it was a different number than i was expecting it was more than i was expecting so that threw me off and then two it was just like i knew i was getting it but once you get it it's like so what do you do do i open like a retirement account like do do I invest? That sounds like a big it? ass check if if you're talking about retirement account. I mean, it was like it wasn't like a like enough to last me a lifetime, but it was like yeah, it was like five figures, and I was like, okay, so what do I do with this? Okay, so it was interesting, and when um, you were also super young then too, I was nineteen. Uh, I, you know, I'm not like a flashy person, so I wasn't out here like, oh, I'm a black car. I actually just went and got an apartment. I moved out of my parents' house for like a year. That was about it. I bought some new studio equipment. I got okay. this C414 that my, that I'm using right now. I got one of those. It's a good mic for your voice, I think. I like it. I like it. I like it. It's, it's crispy. It, it's very, very, very crispy. You, <laughs> you pick up a lot of detail. So people yeah. who have a lighter voice, I feel like it's Yeah, better. for sure, for sure. I, and you could change the pattern on it. Absolutely. So. And yeah. change the gain. So, you right. know what I mean? So Yeah, you got some little pads on there. It's a really transparent mic. You know what I mean? So like, and it's funny because I I learned about it in high school. I took a music technology class in high school, and this was like the most expensive mic he had in, in the whole class in the, at the whole <laughs> school. So this was like, like he had a whole lesson on this C four fourteen. It's yeah, it's a, it's a do- and it's versatile. Yes, you can cut some dope acoustic guitar and shit on it. Yeah. Speaking of which, I don't really pick up a lot of. Like guitar leads in you guys' music. Is that by design? No, we just got a guitar player on our last album. Okay. We didn't have a guitar player for the longest. <laughs> See, I thought the whole so th- so you guys added because I'm I'm I might be a little separated here. So you guys added another member when you got to the third. I thought everybody yeah. was there from the first jump. So no. who was the new person? Was that Steve? Steve, yes, and also Jamil. Jamil came around when we were performing our second album, but he wasn't around when we were making it. We still had our you. original keyboard player back then, Tay Walker. Shout out to Tay Walker. He went solo, and his music is awesome. He does R&B. Okay, because um, I thought I saw that name, and it sounded familiar, so I'm going to have to kind of dig yeah, on him a little bit. Yeah, check him out, dude. He he just popped up at my house the other day randomly. Um, but, yeah, he's an amazing singer, amazing writer and producer. Um, but, you know, at the, the goal 
honestly, because he was kind of doing us a favor by playing for us. Because he, I like you. I said, he was a he's a solo artist and always has been. Got you. I needed a band because I was like, yo, I'm not a solo artist. I can't do this by myself. <laughs> right. You know okay. what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I need help. So I, I went to high school with my drummer. He was the TA in my music tech class. Oh, actually. wow. Went to high school with him. My bass player, um, I told you earlier, I taught him how to yeah. make beats on Reason a long time ago. And he's just like a friend of a friend that ended up coming over. Saw I had a studio in my room. and was like, oh, my God, I've always wanted to know how this worked. Like, can you teach me? I was like, sure. That's and he sure. stayed super dedicated. He originally was a guitar player, but he switched to bass, bass for me. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, so shout out to Pat and then Tay. He was like the the best key, the best keyboard player I knew at the time. So I was like, yeah, like let's do it. And his his chords are, we'd be on the same, I don't know, I wavelength when it comes yeah. to chords. Same so vibe. it was perfect. We started jamming together. We did our first few tours together. Um, did two albums together, and then. But like I said, he was doing us a favor. So at some point, we were just like, look, we about to, we done with the second album. We about to start working on this third one. Like, let's just figure it out now. So worked out. We ended up with Jamil, um, who I think Chris knew. Steve was Jamil's best friend in high school. So Jamil came on first, and then Jamil started bringing Steve to the studio just on some, oh, yeah, he plays guitar, like, like, and he started offering, like, oh, I'll play bass on this. I'll play guitar on this. And event like at first i think matt because he was working with matt my partner a lot uh -huh. matt he said at first he was kind of skeptical like oh, i don't know like i guess fine <laughs> and then like he started work it started really working and so then we just made him part of the band and he ended up getting uh executive production credits on ego death because he produced so much of it that's what's up yeah that's what's up now as far as you guys the situation i'm assuming that you guys have pretty much all full creative control to do what you want yes and it's a blessing that is a blessing a lot of artists don't it's it's crazy i mean we're in a position where like if we if we had signed any other like deal with a major label our first two albums would have never come out i can i can see where you can say that you know what i mean yeah. straight up our third one would have been a struggle. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's funny because, like, it ended up doing really well. And, and that just goes to show you that labels don't know what's hot until the audience says what's I hot. I definitely know, you know the struggle. I, mean? I definitely know the struggle. That being said, our third album was definitely the right album for us to, like, hit that mark. You know what you. I mean? I and it's you. funny because when we released our first two albums, we were so headstrong. Like, oh, we deserve this. We should get this. Like, why ain't they doing this for us? Looking back, I'm so glad none of that happened. Because <laughs> it wouldn't have happened the way that you... Uh, one, I, one, I don't think any of us would have been ready for it mentally or, like, talent-wise. Um, just all that pressure and attention. I got you. Two, like, looking back at the music, like, the music wasn't there. I feel you. You know what I mean? Like, it's cool. Like, you listen to it on your own, and it's like, oh, man, dope. But, like, no, yeah, it's not supposed to be on the radio. Like, that. those first two albums were not... You know, we're not meant for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, on uh, uh, on Purple, I was <laughs> I went back and listened to it, and it's like it's funny because I kind of could see maybe as an artist how how you might view it the way that you view it because we all kind of <laughs> do that when we you know you move on the new stuff is hotter than the old stuff. Yeah, yeah. But you can't forget the fact that Purple was what grabbed everybody. Yeah. That's what opened everybody's eyes. Definitely. You know, uh, one of my good friends is the one that put me on on the project. Um, you actually have met him before. 
Really? Um, in Atlanta, you went to a club called MJQ. <laughs> The underground spot. Yeah. Well, what's funny? I never got. Yeah, I was in. Yeah, I was in there for like a second. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the tall guy. At and the it door. was cracking. Yeah. Okay, I remember him. Sky. Yeah. His name is Sky High. Okay, Shout out dope. to Sky High. Shout out. Uh, he's the one that sent <laughs> he it to me. He was super nice. He he's a man. He's a man. You know what I'm saying? He's like a, a, a pillar of the community out there. Nice. Yeah. Shout you out know. MJQ. It was like very lit. Oh yeah. I was like, yeah. wow. I was wearing like <laughs> I was not dressed for the occasion. I was like I was like, yo, this is so lit right now. If you I don't can, even know. It's crazy. If you can imagine like Ben Stiller has gone through there before. <laughs> uh Jessica Alba. I saw Jessica Alba nice. there before. Oh, she's awesome. Because they started doing all those movies in Atlanta and it's a spot that you can kind of go and sort of disappear. Yes. It's not like the you know, like this mainstream, super lit, you know yeah. what I mean? Like especially I feel like especially if you're not black. True. You know what I mean? True. Like Ben Stiller, Jessica Alba could probably post up in MJQ and people would be like. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on what night. Because on a Wednesday night, it's probably, it's at least mixed on Wednesday Oh, okay. Night. So it depends on what night. That's but these tight. were like Saturday nights so the crowd can be anything. So like that's one thing about that club. It's just, it just depends on what night it's going on. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's still super underground, like literally. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I remember he sent me, uh, I guess, a link for the video for cocaine. <laughs> And I didn't realize that was that the second video was Fastlane before that. No, that was the first one. Fastlane was second. Cause it looks I I watched Fastlane earlier and then I watched. Yeah, uh, we did that on purpose. Okay, I was like, oh wait a minute, <laughs> this is bad. Okay, so I was like, I thought I was like, yeah. well maybe this came out first. Or no, something. yeah, we wanted to drop the second part and then like the. It's the very Tarantino. Part, and then the third part, but we never got to the third. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think we got to the third part, but it was very Tarantino esque to it. I, yeah, I mean. And it's funny because back then it was all like artsy and we weren't really thinking about what people would take away from it as far as the message. Okay. <laughs> so we caught a lot of flack for that video. I um, mean, yeah, it was, it, it's it was very pretty controversial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a very straightforward <laughs> video. Think, that's the thing. We did not think it would be that way. We thought like, oh, yeah, I mean... We want, you know, like it's drugs. Like there's no happy endings with drugs. <laughs> so this is how we're going to end it. You know, <laughs> for real. Like that was the whole thought process because initially it was going to be, oh, we come, we do drugs, we trip out. You know, it's just going to be a trippy video with trippy visuals. And then we leave the carnival. And then I was like, that's kind of, I feel like that's promoting drug use. If we like have such a good time, we doing like all this kind of stuff. And the song is called Cocaine, so naturally right. there's you're gonna think about cocaine. I was like, I don't really want to promote drug use by ending it with us having a great time and leaving. That's kind of terrible. <laughs> I mean, but you kind of drop somebody out of a still, yeah, no, yeah. Which <laughs> that was is, the non-happy ending, right? Like, which was you do yes. coke, some chick may leave right. you by the side of the road. Yeah, face down. so I'm thinking in my head, like, oh, they should totally take away from this that like it's not good to just do coke with strangers or something. I don't know. There was <laughs> a lot of weed involved. I think I think that that sounds like kind of like okay, I'm high and in my mind this sounds good. <laughs> Straight yeah. up, but Honestly, it's a dope video though. It's like oh, to be shit. honest, like me and uh, Matt were uh, experimenting with like psychedelic drugs at the time, just the regular, you know, shrooms and all that. And so we were just very much into like trippy visuals. Got you. No matter gotcha. what it was, so we just wanted to make a trippy video where we're we're like, so what's trippy? And Matt came up with the carnival setting. It was like, yeah, there's colors, there's clowns. So then, what about? <laughs> so then, I guess obviously it was a completely uh, left move with when you go think about the video of Don'tcha. 
Yes, which it's is like so when, not all of that other. And, and honestly, <laughs> that was why we did it was because we were like, man, okay. You trying to play it safe? Yes, and that song to us was such uh, like a good song. Okay. to us that we wanted you to watch the video and be more so listening to the song than like distracted by the video that was we perfect. noticed right because we perfect. noticed with cocaine nobody even talks about the song they were just talking about the video the song was dope though the song was cool but like yeah the, the video got more attention than the song and we were like nah it's about the music man like don't you with don't you i was like we Matt was the re- real one who was like, yeah, we just need to do a very simple, like, white background. We're just going to play the music and dance, and that was it. was it. still came off dope, and I think it, what you guys had in mind definitely worked, because I know for sure when that first dropped and that video was out, I was more so just paying attention to the music. Right, and I think everybody was. I had to join on loop, you know, that's <laughs> serious. How did you. How did that record come about? Um, okay, shout out to Mike Einzinger from Incubus, <clears throat> the guitar player for Incubus. He uh, is a friend of like our uh, old management team, and we met him. Our old, our manager at the time was like, "Yo, you guys should totally like work with him. Like, you know, he's he, he's in a band, so he he'll understand. You know what I mean?" Okay. And it was like, "Okay, dope." So we um we started working with him. That was one of the tracks that we like uh, made the instrumental at his, in his studio, which is why like sonically that one sounds a little different. It's okay. a little cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he has like a legit studio. <laughs> um, and we had the instrumental, um, for a while. And it was one of those songs where I was like, Oh, like, you know, I don't really even know what to do on it. Like I know whatever comes out, whatever lyrics or whatever goes on top of this is going to be amazing, but I just got to make sure so there was um this band that I recently found out about called Nikki Davy. Okay. I recently went to one of their shows and saw the lead singer after the show and was like, "Yo, I really want to work with you." Blah blah blah. I got his number. Um, that was the first song we wrote together. What's his name? Nick. Nick Green. I okay. I knew that you would <laughs> say it and would come back to because I actually met him before. Okay. And it totally He's threw me LA off. He's an LA native. So. Yeah, and it totally threw me off. I was like, you you wrote, don't you? Yeah. He was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went and looked it up. I was just like, okay. Yeah. That's a dope record. Yeah, he, that was the first song we ever wrote together, and we've been writing songs ever since. Oh, so you guys have more material then? Yeah, he, he co-wrote... Um, a few, a, a more than a few tracks on Ego Death with me, like four or five songs on Ego Death. He oh, really? With me. He co-wrote most of my solo project with me so far. The stuff that you're... The stuff of, that I'm still working on. So where, like, <laughs> so let's say, for example, for Ego Death, the tracks then, if you guys wrote together, was that something where somebody got, some producer was sending you tracks, or was it from the band that was sending you guys tracks? It was from the band, and pretty just, much. And just yeah. tossing ideas at you guys, and you guys would just go back in. Now, what was the process um, like? You, m- for the most part, it would be, um, like, I have a studio in my basement, and before that I had a studio in Hollywood. It's just like a communal kind of place where... I had I'm the only one with the studio in the band. So everybody comes to my studio to work. So it could be Chris could be working on a, his own beat by himself. It could be Matt and Steve making a beat together. It could be Chris and Jamil making a beat together, but it's all on one computer. I got so, you. So <laughs> it's all on one computer. No, straight up. So I would just sit in, sit on the couch while they were making stuff sometimes or sit in while they were going through their old sessions sometimes and just listen and if I heard something that I loved, I would just like ask for it. 
Oh, that's dope. And they, you know, I get, I lucky get first dibs on all the beats. <laughs> <laughs> do they send, do, I was going to ask you guys about that. Do y'all send stuff out to other oh, folks? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is we all do our own stuff. So, yeah, like there's stuff that Jamil and, and Steve have made with another producer that ended up on um, the new Janae Aiko and uh, Big, Big Sean? Sean record. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like there's just rent, like, and, and this is just new still to everybody's like trying to like get placements and stuff. But that's the goal. That's the ultimate goal is for all of us to be sending stuff everywhere. That's what's so, up. So what I've been trying to do is just write to their beats. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that all our material, like, even on my solo, like, I have a beat from Jamil, I have a beat from Steve. Okay. Yeah. That's what's up. It's dope. So, but we don't have any type of tentative release date on your solo Mm-mm. project. I try not to pick release dates until this project is finished. That way I'm not, like, rushing to write. I feel you. I feel you. I can rush to mix. That's okay. You know okay. what I mean? Even yeah. then it's, like, stressful. But, like, I don't. I don't like pressure when I'm writing. I got you. I got you. <laughs> um, something I was going to ask you about, um, and I, I guess it's okay. I can probably ask you about this. Um, just curious. So, like, the session that you did with a mutual friend of ours. You remember I told you about that? DJ? Oh, um, uh, Joints. Joints? Yeah, yes. yeah. How did that session go? I mean, was that, like, a for you solo or just, like, hey, let's just vibe or... It was, and honestly, that was one of the first sessions that I was doing for my solo thing. So I was still like, oh, no, like, I'm a, you know, in my head, I was still like, I'm just trying to write just to write. But, like, on the outside, you know, that was the only reason I got that session was because, like, my A&R told him I was making a solo project. (laughs) (laughs) I got there. He was like, so what you working on? You working on a solo project? I was like, maybe (laughs) (laughs) like oh well why are you here (laughs) no right um the first the first session we had was just like an hour i went in there and we just played music for each other and vibed out then he was like all right so when you want to work and i was like oh i thought we were gonna work today but uh that's cool like shit next week so i went back there next week and we did a song that is by far the most different kind of song i've ever done oh yeah, I don't he's, even he's think producer, it's gonna. Man. I don't even think it's gonna go on my album. It just doesn't fit. But it's so dope. Uh, I would love to get it either placed in a movie or like on a video game. It's like that. It's like really like it's a action. It's like he like action packed. He's 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 rapping on the shit. So. What? Yeah, it's crazy. I've never <laughs> heard a dim joints vocal ever. I, really? Ever. Oh well, you're in store. Yeah. Keep a lookout, because he played me a bunch of stuff. Really? A bunch of stuff. Yo, it's so funny. <laughs> You're talking about the internet. Um, I came across, uh, I, I guess it was really at his at that time, his artist was Candace Pillay. Okay. Um, this was, oh my God, this was years ago. And at that time, because I didn't always uh, get into making music. I wasn't a producer or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I was more like trying to focus on the business side. And so I was just kind of like A&R minded. And I was like, yo, this chick is dope. And so I kind of reached out to him, and this is like early to the point where I don't, sometimes I don't think DJ fully remembers what I'm talking <laughs> about sometimes. But I was definitely one of the first people that sort of advocated for them because it was him uh, and her. It was like, that's the artist that's producing. And they had another dude that works at TDE now named uh, Rhett One. Okay. Um, and I was like, so like enamored by the sound and what he was doing i was like yo you're dope and he kind of told me a few things about reason because i was still using reason at the time ah and then he uh dropped a like a beat tape it was called the league of extraordinary gentlemen or something like that (laughs) 
And that joint, it was crazy. He had put other vocals, I think it was like Lil Wayne on one and some other folks like over his tracks. And it was mm-hmm. so rich. That's, it sounded so rich. That's you know what's what I mean? really cool about one, he has a sound that's his own. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. his drums, like you're not gonna get that from nobody else. Yeah. And that's why because honestly, I went in there like I had done my research on it, but I'd never heard of him before. Gotcha. So, you know, before I went, I looked him up and stuff. I was like, oh, okay, he got credits on, you know, the Compton album, this, that. Right. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I go in there and he's playing me like some of his, uh, like, un- just unrele- random unreleased tracks. And like, I'm hearing these drums and I'm like, I know exactly which songs you made on, on the Compton album now. Because you can hear it. You can hear it. Like, it's, hear it. it's like very, and, and that's special. Yeah. Because, um, there's there's very there's not that many artists let like let alone producers who are out here that have a sound that's so distinguishable gotcha you know it's like you don't need a tag when when you got like a sound when they know the sound yeah absolutely <laughs> and i dope. need to i would love to hear some of his newer stuff when i have to hit him up mm-hmm. um it's dope it's funny because when i started making music that's exactly what i didn't want to happen <laughs> i didn't want anybody to know like from one track to the next, that it was me, right? Because I feel like it was gonna put me in a box, like because you you come to me for my product, mm-hmm. but it, I feel like it works both ways. It does. You know what I mean? And that's the thing, also, is you know, like evolution is natural and necessary as well. Absolutely. So you know, you might sound like this one year, and next year you should not sound the same. Yeah, you should flip it up. <laughs> and, you know, and that just comes with for me, it comes with using different tools. Yes, you know? like the the beats you make on Ableton are not gonna sound like the Reason beats. That's Absolutely. For sure. And the stuff you do on Logic doesn't sound like mm-hmm. Ableton. Mm-hmm. Sometimes no. I'll, I'll find myself listening to a song. I'm like, oh, that's some Ableton shit. That you yeah. No. Str- oh, you can tell Ableton yeah. producers <laughs> yeah, yeah, from like yeah, from tell. everybody else. It's it's harder to tell between Reason and Logic, but Ableton. Ableton is just you can it's tell, a, just a certain manipulations that you yeah. know, and a certain texture. I think to yeah. the sound it definitely makes a difference. Yeah, so for real. So okay, so I have a, a, another question. It's a little bit off topic, but I was thinking about I was kind of like playing through some of your joints, and I was thinking to myself, it'd be a good question for you. Do you? I mean, granted, you are moving a lot. We just talked about how you kind of always are moving around. Yeah. But would you say that you have issues with commitment <laughs> when it comes to like? dating and stuff now i do i didn't always okay yeah no i used to be like very like attached and now i'm just very unattached would you say were you at that point at purple purple yeah i was very attached i was with um let's see purple naked ladies i was breaking up with one girl getting with another girl and then i was with that girl all through feel good and we broke up right before we started working on the third album which is why there's only like one, maybe two love songs on Ego Death. Cause... And I'm, that's because you just in a different space. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad you said love songs. <laughs> because I need to ask you as a fan, why was Love Song 1 so short? Because I was genuinely crying when I recorded it. Are you serious? <laughs> and by the end of it, I was like, I didn't have anything else to say. That song was about my first girlfriend, the one who I was like broke up with during that album. Yo, that is wild. Because <laughs> like, if anything, I the first time I heard that joint, I was probably crying. <laughs> yeah, because it was, was like, oh my gosh, he sounds like an angel. These <laughs> chords, like I was just melting. I was like, why is this only Aww. a minute and some change? And long? I produced that one too. That's like. 
that's like um, Smile More Part One, low key. Wow. Okay. I had to ask you about that song, <laughs> and it's funny because I went to to play it again, and because uh, I was just moving around on on the net and stuff, and I noticed that somebody actually looped it. They made a version that's four <laughs> minutes long. It's like yeah. you know what? I know everybody likes this song, so I'm gonna go ahead and do her a favor. That's funny. I was like, though. that's awesome. I was like, I can completely see why somebody would do that with that yeah song. i mean it's you know it's it's different because normally people don't like they like their debut isn't normally an interlude you know because that was the first song we ever released ever because um our manager at the time who had convinced me and matt to even start making music together okay once we started making music together we were gonna release like a five six track project for free just okay Whatever, you know, we're, I'm a DJ in real life. He's a producer over here in real life, but this is just going to be a side project. And gotcha. then we played that song for our previous manager, Clancy. Shout out Clancy. And he was oh, like. Oh, Clancy was managing you guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he was like, um, yo, that shit. <laughs> and like, he just gave this whole speech. We had like somebody videotaped the actual speech, which was funny because we were at which, the studio. I, I don't mean to cut you off, but no, I, yeah. I just realized I totally forgot to turn the video camera on. Oh, nah. Yeah, so it all, it's all going to be all audio, baby. <laughs> audio. This is going to be an archive, but I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off with Clancy's story. No, yeah. Clancy, um, if it weren't for him, we probably would not have um, taken it as seriously as we do now. Word, word. Now, that's, that's an interesting segue. Because I didn't want to go too crazy into it, but I'll, I'll kind of lead into it by saying this. I feel like it's going to be, for me, freaking hilarious because I feel like OF is going to be the youngest group to ever do a reunion tour. <laughs> I was like, this, this thing is going to be like 30 years old. Talking about hey, We're going to do a I reunion mean, tour. Lord willing. I mean, it's funny because when, when I told everybody in the group that I was going to stop DJing, I was... That was like my thing. I was like, but look, like we can do a reunion tour. <laughs> like, you know, like we all gonna have different groups and like I'm gonna have a band and like we can have live music in the in the reunion tour. We could sell out a Staples Center or something. They were like, mm -hmm, for sure. They were still kind of mad at me at the time, so they weren't really trying to hear it. But you know, things change. It, so. I mean, especially that's why I was like, this is they're gonna be a bunch of thirty year olds on stage <laughs> doing doing joints from when you know they were all nineteen. Right. Because yeah. when I looked at it, I always said that like OF was like the millennial version of Wu Tang. Mm, a lot of people said that. You know, it was like which this was interesting. Because even though the sound, it's just the fact that the sound was so different. It's not like y'all, nobody can sound like Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. But just the sound and the content was so different, and it was just conglomerate. Just the, yeah. You know the, what I the mean? The fact that yeah, the way it worked as a collective, the the way it was kind of one, two producers producing every everything. Yeah. Now, produce like, performing together, I I totally get the comparison. Yeah, so that that but that's dope. You know what I mean. Yeah. The Wu Tang reunion, I don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> if that how that's gonna. Hey, work I out. don't even know about an OF reunion, man. It it would be dope. We're all still cool, but like everybody's like in their own space right now. I got you. I got so, you. That's why I said. Day. That's why I said. Yeah, you're yeah. about 24 now. Like, I'm about 20, 20, yeah, when we're 30, about 30. That's gonna be that, a good time to bring it. And you're right. Around. We probably would be with some of the youngest ones. <laughs> right, <laughs> the youngest group ever to do a reunion. Real tour. talk. But that's Real a testament talk. to early success, though. So you can't really be mad about. I'm not that. mad at all. I mean, I mean, like the you know, like at the end of the day, we all kind of came together with the common goal uh, of of making new and innovative music, and we did that. So that's what's up. Um, 
it was something else I was going to ask you along those along those same lines. I'm I'm drawing a blank here for a it's second. OF um, history right now. Yeah, the the OF history. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh my God, I'm about to kick myself because it was a perfect segue. <laughs> it was definitely our future related. Was it Clancy related? It was not Clancy related. Okay. It wasn't was Clancy. It? Oh wait, the the show. Did you oh. go to Tyler's fashion show? No, I was at Bonnaroo. Oh, mm-hmm. that's what was. I guess that was the same weekend. It was, and it's funny because they played Bonnaroo the day before us. Oh wow! <laughs> and then they flew out like that. The morning of the fashion show, they flew to LA for it for, for the Bonnaroo. show. We were there like the same day. And I really wanted to even go see them perform at Bonnaroo. I was like FaceTiming my brother Taco and everything, right. and um, we couldn't make it because we didn't have our wristbands yet. Oh wow! <laughs> we had just pulled up at the hotel. The hotel was like an hour from the festival. I'm oh wow! FaceTiming him like I don't know how I'm gonna get there. I don't even got a wristband yet. My tour manager not here yet. I don't know what to tell you. He's like, it's cool, man. I'll just see you at home. And then it just totally was like, they yeah. gone. Then, yeah, they did their set. They left. And, and I really wish I would have seen the fashion show. I've seen a lot of um, videos from it, like Snapchats and stuff. Have you heard, did you, or prior to that, did you hear the song Ego that Tyler did at the No, I end? didn't. No. Have you heard it yet? No. Oh, because <laughs> I totally wanted to ask you about it. <laughs> No, yeah. I, We're bro, off the air. I'm gonna I have, have to. I'm gonna have to play it for you. Did you know the song existed? No, that's the thing though. Is Tyler just—he's got stuff all over the place. Well, see, I think that's probably the first and only time that he performed it. Obviously, it's a new record, so yeah, he—he's known to do that too. It's like perform stuff that's never been heard. And you guys continuously work kind of together. Yeah. Um, I mean, not like all the time. Yeah, but I mean, we don't necessarily work all the time, but he's. Um, He's somebody whose like opinion I really respect musically, just because he's one of very few artists that just really thinks outside the box, like outside the outside box. Like he's very like next level when it when it comes to creativity. Yeah, there's and, a st- um, oh, go ahead. no, yeah, and and it's dope. I, and I'm honored because like I know he's working on a new project and he's been sending me. Um, well, he hasn't sent me anything in like a month or so, but for a while he was sending me a lot of like random demos for his new stuff and asking me what I thought. Okay. Tell me what you think. <laughs> like just via text. Right, right, right. So, and it's all really dope. He's, um, he's been singing a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm not really surprised though. <laughs> Cause people really don't realize unless you're really uh, a big Tyler fan, like exactly how musical and how detailed he is when mm-hmm. it comes to music very musical he makes some dude. very especially as an engineer you you definitely can appreciate some of the interesting choices that he makes oh yeah i mean that's the whole reason we started working was one i had a studio and he he needed a studio and two <laughs> um i let him record for free because i was a fan i appreciated Word. like recording someone whose music i actually liked i got you you know how it is when you're an engineer you yeah. spend so much time engineering sessions for music artists that you just don't like. And they're, they're like looking through the booth. Well, how was that time? Was that take okay? No, yeah. You're just like, no, it was cool. <laughs> right. It so was when, cool. I would go Whenever with it. I ran into an artist that I like genuinely was a fan of, like him, it was him. It was Vince Staples, was another artist who I gave, you know, let use the studio for free just because. I heard that on on one of his interviews. I, now I was go- that's funny that you should bring that up because I was going to ask you about that because it seemed <laughs> like at a certain point, I guess maybe when you were in high school, like your spot 
was the spot like where you and taco was at at y'all crib for like, them that was the spot. yeah for of and for vince yeah it was the spot and of is a big group so it was like a lot <laughs> right, of dudes right. there. Yeah, there's a lot of people coming in and out yeah, all the time it was dope i mean i was um i was fortunate enough to have grown up in a big big household not like people wise but like the house my, the house. my house is big and i have a guest house like on top of my garage it's like its own apartment Oh, wow. It's not even connected to my house. So, like, you have to walk outside my house, walk into another door. Like, re- there's a separate doorbell and everything for it. Well, y'all so. like at the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or something? Yeah, it's yeah, hey, close enough, man. And it was dope because we had, like, privacy, enough privacy to, like, make the controversial stuff we were making. Because, honestly, had my parents known at the time, like, they found out kind of late. After the fact? Yeah, it ended up being like a being an issue at one point but like had they known initially like the kind the kind of stuff tyler was talking about they they wouldn't have like let me really keep recording with him (laughs) but um so yeah that privacy was necessary it let us really be creative it was like a one-bedroom apartment so that's super dope because that was if i remember correctly that was kind of the issue i think with earl a little bit right like miles is not necessarily like one that yeah she you know she did not like what he was writing about and you know wh- whose mom would really you yeah but it's so I mean? crazy because it's like they you know are so sort of separated from the culture you know and i know it, it comes off like potentially abrasive but like especially somebody like earl like i was like this kid is like could easily be one of the greats when he's done oh yeah he's, he's so immensely it's funny i just seen him i just saw him at a concert um and he's he's back living with his mom like they have a r- amazing relationship and and they have for a long time like they he was 15 when he was writing all that stuff right and, that's and aggressive for a 15 exactly you can't be mad at his mom even, you can't you know be I mean? mad at his mom and, and honestly none of us really were but tyler is a marketing genius so the free earl campaign was perfect and when when tebe came home from like bo- bo- uh, boarding school or whatever he was not he was not messing with it he was like yo you okay we're gonna stop talking about my mom <laughs> you know what I mean like <laughs> this is over you know what I mean and it yeah. was like you got to respect it because he you know he grew up and he realized like what mom would want their kids saying that kind of stuff I was wilding and he was wilding like yeah. there were there were definitely a lot of irresponsible decisions that were made during those times <laughs> and, and you know like his mom is a very smart woman she's a, a she's professor. A professor at UCLA, she's right? UCLA professor so yeah they're very close now and it's dope yeah my homie Hasib I told you about him before um he did a, a show at UCLA with Earl <laughs> nice yeah he opened up for him dope uh, and I think if uh, if I understand correctly because I've met her before but this is what I was told after the fact that his manager was one of Tupac's old managers yeah, Layla. Yeah, that's crazy. So I was like, well, at least I feel like he's going to be guided in the right direction <laughs> no matter where where, you know, kind of where he goes from here. Yeah, Layla's a Layla's a great person. She um <clears throat> she was yeah, she's been in the game for a long time and she's been managing him since he got home from boarding school. Got you, got you. Um you know, it's interesting. I they have a cool dynamic because he he really respects her as a as an older woman. I think I think gotcha. that has a lot to do with it as well. It's just I think uh I think one thing he like I don't know, I think Earl and older women in his life really help cuz he is 
he needs structure. At least that's what he told me when I seen him like last week. He was <laughs> like, man, like living at home is dope because like I need some kind of structure and like my mom gives me that. And I was like, you know what? That's really tough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and if, if you want, if it's about bettering yourself and you realize that, then hey, go. Hey, I, I moved back home too. I live with my mom and my dad too. And that's what I was going to say because so you said taco. you moved out and then you moved back. Yeah, I'm back. Okay, okay. <laughs> full effect but at the same time I mean, it's like you don't spend that much time at home it doesn't seem like like not now at least yeah. at this point of what's going on with you guys constantly touring I mean, and stuff like yeah, that you're right when I, when I am in Los Angeles I'm probably only at home I don't really leave the house that often I don't hang out at any friends houses all my friends come to my house cause you had the spot though I have it's, the spot it, I have a big way. house I got like three studios in the house and we're allowed to smoke weed on the on outside on the front porch. Oh, that's so perfect. Dope, that's perfect. Because I've, I've met your pops before, and he seems like he's definitely easygoing and kind of cool. He's super chill. Both of my both of my parents are super duper chill. You know what I mean? And they're parents, so like yeah, like when I was eighteen, before I moved out, they didn't want me smoking weed at the house. Like I couldn't smoke <laughs> weed at the house. Right. But once I moved out, proved to them that like I'm I'm still a good member of society I can still support myself let alone like help y'all out and I can still smoke I'm not gonna be up here like sleep all this slumped all day like right. you know and so they respect it now and until it becomes an issue they <laughs> it is what they're it not is. gonna complain that's what's so up. it's dope we have a that's another thing too is like growing up and uh Getting to know your parents as adults is pretty interesting. I think for all of us in OF specifically was like a cool thing. Cause had you found out about us when you like when we first came up, you would think none of us had parents. <laughs> Straight. <laughs> Who's up. allowing all of this yeah. abrasive, aggressive music? Yeah, and to be honest, a lot of them didn't know. Like Tyler's mom didn't know about his music until like it it blew up. Wow. You know? But I used to have some crazy shows out here. I, I heard. Yes like, like and when no. When first kind of got it cracking. When we first, like when, when they first started performing, because I wasn't even really, a, like, I was around, but I wasn't performing with them. I was in the crowd, like, and, like, they were coming back to my house after the show, but I was I not you. DJing all the time, like, in the beginning. I didn't, I taught myself how to DJ when we booked our first tour. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I it was different, though. It was like those local showcases where you sell 10 tickets and you get a slot. Oh, yeah, one of those drums. It but y'all was filling it up, though. No. Eventually. Obviously. No. What? No, we never never did any of those successfully. Wow. Those always sucked. I remember Haji, Haji uh, once, a long time ago, opened up. Like, the headliner for this showcase, it was at UCLA, too. The headliner was Darrow cream on it yeah inside. yeah yeah Haji opened for him one time and and it, we had about 10 people with us like and we we knew all of them oh wow there was no like fans in the crowd it was all friends and family of everyone else who was performing and that's kind of everybody's story really everybody's story so yeah. like everybody we all like we started from crazy and, and the thing is what's so respectable i think about it is that from then to now, Tyler has performed the same, Haji has performed the same. Like, all that energy you see Tyler, like, up there on stage going ham, he he was doing that when people were standing in the crowd, like, still looking at him like, why are you so crazy? Why are you so turned? Like, calm down. Like, wow. dude, we did it did a show opening for Nipsey Hussle and like Tyler was up there going, going ham and there's these black kids in the crowd who were like yo 
He's bugging. Chill. <laughs> Chill. I'm high, dog. Like, you no, my high, dog. Straight <laughs> up. It was girls in the crowd like, calm down. Like, it was, it was, like, that was Earl's first performance as well. And Earl was wow. standing there still as a goddamn brick. Because Earl, er, er, it took a while for Earl to warm up to the stage. And especially with that kind of crowd, Earl was up there holding the mic like a goddamn announcer just like <laughs> and he was still rad he was still spitting but he was super nervous like tyler was going crazy nobody understood it and it's just funny because like when we finally did our first show where the whole crowd was a sold out crowd there to see us 300 kids who like bought tickets within a week to come just see us the difference you know, like yeah. Tyler's on stage going ham, and these kids are like, oh, like, oh my God. Like, yeah, see, that's the part that I found out about. Oh my and, God, is my phone actually <laughs> ringing? This is a first. <laughs> Emergency. And it's a bullshit ass call, too. Uh, that sucks. No, it's all good. But um, it was um, it was interesting to see uh, that kid, kids have been waiting for that. Like, they're, first of all, when, when we first started performing as Odd Future, Rappers were not turned. Rappers were not ash- asking people to start mosh pits. No, Rappers no, were no. not about that life. That's at why all. I, exactly. Tyler does not get enough credit for that, honestly. Well, and that's why I said it to me. It was like the modern day Wu Tang. Yeah. Because just you know, because that yeah, because it was just raw and the energy was there and it was real, mm-hmm. and I was just like, wow, like okay, <laughs> you know. And it's funny because there was a dude. <laughs> this is a funny ass story about Tyler. <laughs> it's a dude like when I first got into it, I thought it was dope, right? Uh-huh. And I played it for a producer friend of mine, yo. And he was, and I, I guess maybe I was playing um, uh, the single off of uh, Tyler's first joint. What the hell was the name of that song? Yonkers. Uh, Yonkers. Yeah, I was playing Yonkers <laughs> for him. And yo, when the song was over, he gave me the dirtiest, craziest look. <laughs> To the point where I almost kind of, if I remember right, like, I don't think we were cool after that. <laughs> yo, he was just like, yo, that's, he just, I remember looking at me like, yo, that's kind of different, man. Like, and he was yeah. like, he, he was like, I'm lightweight offended that you, that you played that. Like, like, he took it really personal. I was like, I mean, okay, you don't get it, but I mean, that wasn't the intention. Maybe your mind is not quite as expanded yeah. as I thought it was, you know what I mean? Like, he was disturbed. I'm just like, yo, that's a little bit much, man. You, you need to. Go smoke something or something. Right. Have a drink or something, man. Yeah, that's it's that's how a lot of uh, the early stuff was received. Yeah, Polarizing. it was sober. Po- you either love it or you hate it. Yeah, or you yeah. don't know what to do, and then you end up on one side eventually. Yeah, 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 <laughs> for sure. And I think honestly, and even Tyler will say this. I mean, he's always still getting better, and that's the crazy. Oh thing. yeah. You know. and, and and that's another thing too is like he came out with that stuff in the beginning so people kind of still expect that from him and a lot of people w- won't give his new stuff a chance because they think it's all gonna be like that but his new stuff is it's a lot dope. more musical yeah it's less um shocking yeah yeah but he's definitely turned up the notch on the musicality i think yes. of the music. yeah um for sure and that's that's what i respect the most you know and it was funny because i was talking to um, I was having a conversation with my manager recently and it's an interesting kind of space that our future's in and I was just like, man, when I play a lot of my records, man, I feel like to a degree, like the ones that I like the most, I feel like are the ones that people don't get. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I I could have easily been <laughs> our future producer because this shit is dope to me. <laughs> and they, they, everybody else is just like, I don't yeah. know what to do with this. You know what and I mean? And that's how it was for me. I was like, I, I get this. And, 
and I want to be a part of it. So my investment in our future was the free studio time and the mixing. So I mixed Yonkers. That's what's up. Because I know that's where you, you, you came from, from that world. Yeah, just music. And honestly, I wanted to be a producer, which was part of the reason why I looked up to Tyler and Left Brain so much was because their beats were crazy. For one, like, I'm like you, like, my, like our shit don't sound like nobody else's. Right. We produce. Right. And, and it, it got me down. It was very, like, it made me very insecure. But hearing these dudes also make, shit that nobody else can make and doesn't sound like anything else was very inspiring for me because they still made it work and and um like you know like Tyler spent a, like his the beginning of his music kind of I guess quote-unquote career as just a producer he didn't start rapping until he started coming to the studio a little bit more oh wow he was just producing for like the other artists in OF and it wasn't until the main artist Casey Veggies who used to be from OF it See, wasn't I didn't know he, that I know he came around the squad mm, but because no, he, he mentioned it but I didn't know member. he was an actual member of the band original or, well, member the group, basically. yeah so once he left Tyler just was like man you know I'm gonna just rap over my own beats then which is genius because for someone who makes something so outside the box that most artists aren't gonna understand that's the only way to make them understand which is what i learned and which is why i made smile more and really smile more because i produced that one and it was one of those things like man i i don't know who to send this to like people aren't gonna get this i'm i get it though so i'm gonna use it and man it's so crazy that you should say that because so many times i'll be like man i swear they pour they force in my hand i do not want to be a rapper i feel like <laughs> I, I can write i can totally write but it's just like I don't know. It just feel awkward for me, like for me to hey, be, you know. That's and I'm how just like, I ended Damn. up with it, three albums. We, the first purple, purple naked ladies was all those songs are demos. I was trying to find other artists to sing them. She don't give a fuck. Yeah, I wrote that. Sounds, actually, sounds actually, Frank Ocean helped me with that one a little bit. And I saw, I saw that he's credited on. Yeah, there. because he um, initially I had the. She blew smoke in the air cause she don't give a fuck. And then I was just going to repeat that. And he mm. was like, you should like switch up the second one, make it like crazy. Like she shaved off all of her hair. I was like, all right, cool. And then I put it in there and I was like, it actually makes sense, right? Because I kind of cut my hair. Yeah, yeah right, so that's cool. why I'm surprised you were trying to shop that at one point. You know no, what I mean? Because I'm like, well, it sounds very personal we, to you. And the thing is, we weren't really trying to shop it. We still, we weren't trying to, we were trying to release it like a Neptune's Presents album. Uh, where we produce and write everything okay. and get all these artists to come Like sing. the Clones album, basically? Yes. Okay, I got you. Exactly. Got you. We were trying to do that. And we didn't know that many artists at the time. The art, only artists we knew that were down were the ones who ended up on the album. Everything else, we just had to leave the demos. Wow. So, or, there's, more of so there's more of that material somewhere floating around? Or that was most of it? That was pretty much it. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Which is cool, too. It's like That was our quote-unquote mixtape. You know, most artists, their first project or whatever, they call it a mixtape. That was like our mixtape, except we sold it <laughs> and started building a relationship with a major label with it. Yeah, I mean, cool. yeah, it was it was an Long amazing, term. yeah, it was an amazing project for sure. Thanks. And I was and I was funny because um, one thing that I noticed is because like right now you guys have three bodies of work, right? Yeah. And it's funny because if you listen to it like consecutively from you know the beginning of, of Purple <laughs> all the way to the end of Ego Death. You can, I feel like Feel Good feels like the middle child. Good. <laughs> you know, it feels like there was a bridge that you guys were building on that album to get to where you got on Ego Death. I mean, you know, we just get better all the time and everything. I think 
Um, you can hear, I think the biggest thing you can hear is like just the, the production quality and, the, and my vocal quality my, yeah. or my vocal confidence. It, um, you definitely have the voice. And that's when, what's interesting is that the more people that hear your records, I mean, I think worst case scenario, you end up in sort of the Sade space. Dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> if nothing else, because it's like, I was like, the voice is so angelic. Like I said, when I heard the the love song the first time, I was like, I was in. <laughs> Thank you. I was in. I was like, this is crazy. Like, I love all of this. Like, everything that was put into it. That's what's carried me. And so I'm thankful for it. It's funny because, like, I've struggled so much, like, with my voice when it comes to my, like, um, like, inner security and, like, confidence and stuff just because... I have a, I don't know, my ear is better than my abilities, so. I, I have the same problem. You know, so, sure. like, <laughs> it, it sucks. It's like, dude, like, I want to sing it like this, but I can't. You know what I mean? I spent a long time struggling with that, and then finally it was like, you know what? I, I naturally would sing it like this anyway, so let me just run with what's my style. With your style, yeah. Well, it totally fits you, and it, it totally works. Thanks. And we're definitely looking forward to, like, crazy crazy records in the in the future hopefully we you know if the if the gods you know shine a light on me hopefully we'll at least get one record at some point you know yeah. what i'm saying so because yeah. it's like i said it's not a lot of people that um i can really shop to all the time and i hate when i i mean i, I respect everything that i do mm-hmm. you know what i mean but it's just like i feel like okay i'm doing this for quote unquote an industry artist you know mm-hmm. what i mean like if i start the idea <laughs> and i can see where it's going it's like okay well i know where this is gonna go right yeah you know but you always be more at least for me i'm always in love with the thing that's a little bit left you know what Definitely. i'm saying and i am too and it's uh my, my my solo thing is is not so much left like it's like if if there's center here and then my internet stuff is left my stuff my solo stuff's like in the middle okay so it's, but honestly, it really made me appreciate my band. Well, I was gonna lot. say like semi ego. Like if we if we look at internet right now, at ego death. Ego death is far, if this makes any sense, less left. Oh yeah. Than purple, you it know, what I'm saying naked ladies for sure. It is, and, and it's and, moving you know, towards the center, but in a good right. pace that's authentic, and that's the, right. That's and the, and to be honest, like I I grew up on pop and like R and B pop, like Brandy. And Usher and Justin Justified, like that was a you know joint. what I mean, yeah, like In yeah. Sync. I grew up on In Sync and Britney Spears. Those were also those were like the second and third albums I owned was Britney Spears' first album and In Sync. I okay. had the Backstreet Boys album. Yeah. I love pop music as well, and um, and so I feel like and that's the thing too is people if you really dig and you listen to Matt, my partner Matt's solo stuff from okay. before we started making music. His shit is so far left, okay. like way left, right? What I tried to do when I was working with him, because I loved how left his shit was, but there were a lot of parts of it that I didn't understand. And I knew, for one, Matt's not like musically trained. He doesn't really know theory. He never grew up playing any instruments. Okay. So I knew a lot of the stuff that he was doing was not necessarily what he meant for it to be. It was like he was trying to do this. I got you. But he could only 
make it. He could only do this. So, so the what ear I'd, was more advanced than the, than the right. scale, yeah. Or better, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what I would try to do is come in and say, oh, I know what you're trying to do. Here, this is it right here. You know what I mean? Right. And so I kind of took his left stuff and started just pushing it more center, I got basically. You, I got you. And I think that's what he appreciated about me, too, because he's also a pop music head. Like, he grew up also on Justified and, and all that. But And, and, and Jamiroquai and stuff, he's a funk head, too. So. Okay. It, it was an interesting combo. So I think that's what, what made us work so well and probably why my solo stuff is way more center. Got you. You know what I mean? But And it's dope. Like, it's stuff that I can't make with the internet, stuff that would never be on an internet album because it just wouldn't make sense. But it's still dope. And you can, like, the writing is similar, too. So you can still mm. hear, like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Like she, you know, you can hear the common denominator. It sounds like from what you're saying, like the Sid project could have potentially have like a top forty mainstream single. It could. It, it could. It's one of those albums. Okay. But like I said, it really made me appreciate the internet stuff because you just like 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 the stuff on my stuff. Like you're not gonna hear, like I can't make what the internet makes either by myself. Uh, you know what I mean like okay. what we make is so special and for some reason like means a lot more to me my solo it's stuff is dope okay. you know I'm I'm not really <clears throat> trying to take it that seriously though because like I, and initially like I was like oh you never know maybe but ma- through making it it's super dope but it also really made me appreciate um, the internet stuff that stuff's special is it because the process is a little different when it's just you or because it sounds like it's a similar project I mean it process. is a very similar process but yeah. no I think it's just genuinely like the music like the sound the gotcha. sound that we can the sound that we can produce when we're together nobody else can make got you nobody got so you. It's, it's awesome that's what's up man well, <laughs> again i definitely appreciate you stopping by yeah thanks um, man i'm sorry to the folks out there who who need to see us it's not gonna <laughs> happen this week you know? and it was 50 50 whether it was gonna come out right because i need yeah. some more lights in here but it's all good because you know we definitely had a, a very good conversation yeah um the goal fun. was to get you know get, to get people more familiar with sid and like who is sid and where did she come from and thanks man appreciate it cool i definitely appreciate you stopping by one quick last question djing yeah. are you still booking for djing or do you just mm. don't have time for it anymore no it's and it's not necessarily that i don't have time but um i uh, i'm trying to just transition from uh to being an artist not like a dj slash artist anymore i got you i got you um, so i am trying to do de- i still like i still enjoy djing got you. so i'm trying to do internet after parties but okay. like exclusively where I only DJ at internet after parties. And so, yeah, you got to be in the in crowd. You got to be a cool kid to get you gotta in. You got to be cool, those. man. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. Um, so usually, I, like, I, I, you know, I've featured the internet songs before on the end Thanks. of the, the show when it was the He Say, She Say show. Um, I think, I'm thinking now that we're sitting here that I want to use um, Smile More as the feature song. Thank you. Um, That'd be cool. Because honestly, I think when I put the internet song up, I think the the label or SoundCloud took they it might, off. Yeah, <laughs> they cut the they cut the show a little bit too yeah. short though because it just cut off. And I'm like, yo, what happened to the rest of the joint? Yeah, our la- uh, labels don't like SoundCloud. Yeah, because there's yeah, there's no, no it's royalties. not a really, yeah, and it's not yeah. an official streaming service per yeah, se. Yeah, we put our stuff on SoundCloud and yeah, they, t- they took it down. Your own stuff? They took our stuff down. 
Oh, that is crazy. <laughs> we can't put it up because for them, it's giving a, giving it away for free, low key. Because if you're streaming it for free, oh, yeah, so yeah. it sucks. Because there was some really tight remixes of ours too that they were took on remixes Sound- off. They took remixes down. There was a super dope special affair remix up on SoundCloud, oh. and I re- I reposted it on ours and everything. And I got an email or a message from the dude who made it like months later, like, hey. Um, I think they took it down. Is there any way? I was like, dude, unfortunately, I'm like, I can't. Wow. It's contracts, man. Was After he- 10 years, yes, I can put it back. <laughs> what about Smile More? So is, is Smile that More is, it's up on SoundCloud, but it's not up for a download. Probably going to end up selling it, but you can go bump that thing right now. And we should be, uh, you should be able to hear it at the end of this podcast. So I guess you'll probably just, are you able to send it to me while you're here? Like yeah, on an email yeah. or some shit? Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's <laughs> going to be the song that you're going to hear. It's a dope song. Uh, Sid the Kid solo song uh, called Smile More. Yeah. Love song part two. Right, basically. That's Yeah, I put that in parentheses now. Parentheses. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right, so uh, where can they find Sid on social media? I know you're not like super huge into social media. Yeah, you know it's, cool. it's fun. I'm on Twitter. I think my name on my name on Twitter is Internet Sid. My name on Instagram is Sid Internet. Cool, <laughs> cool. And then you can now follow the brand new show, The Beige Effect, on Twitter and IG um, at The Beige Effect. It's real easy. No, you know, special spellings or anything like that. <laughs> Sweet. Um, if you want to email me. Uh, it's the same thing. It's uh, the beige effect at Gmail. So if you have ideas or somebody you want to see on the show, or you just want to give some feedback, shoot me an email, and uh, we'll try to try to look out and get back to you guys. But we definitely appreciate everybody's time and taking the time to listen. And we will see you next week. Peace. Hello. <laughs> <laughs>
This thing we got is special, baby, you're 